Welcome to the Wedding Digest by Wedbooker, the podcast that covers the exciting, challenging, and sometimes stressful aspects of planning a wedding, bringing you inspiration and advice from a wedding planner and other industry guests to help you save time, money, and your sanity. Brought to you by wedbooker.com, the place to book your dream wedding team with over 400 professional suppliers and venues at your fingertips. Hey guys, it's Lucy, one half of the Wedding Digest host. Allie and I are taking a two-week break to plan for season two of the podcast, but we thought we would put together a special episode while we're away with some of the best bits from our first season. Of course, if there are any episodes you've missed, now is a pretty good time to catch up before we kick off season two with many more amazing wedding planning tips, advice from suppliers, and also inspiration from some of our favorite brides-to-be. But we'll leave you with a recap of the best of season one for now. Enjoy. We chatted with style icon Nadia Fairfax a couple of months after she got engaged to her fiancé Michael Wayne and she'd already started planning her dream day. In the ideal world, we would have a really small, intimate ceremony and lunch, dinner, just with family and bridal party in Sydney at home and then sort of take it overseas and do a bit more of a a party. (laughs) Wow. So, you know, you're still doing the wedding thing and you still do speeches, but a lot less formal. Yes. And more about just having a wonderful time and celebrating love and your love, but also everyone else's and stuff like that. So that's the ultimate goal. What are your top three things that you think make an amazing event or an amazing wedding? What are you focusing on? This is a tricky one, but great booze. Uh, <laughs> I so agree. I would honestly rather skimp on flowers and have something quaint and have, you know, great champagne. I mean, you might not be able to have that all night. Obviously, with budget restrictions, it's different for everybody. But a beautiful wine is so much more important than, you know, having matching bridesmaid shoes to me. Um, and it just makes everyone enjoy it so much more. So that's definitely one prominent for me. And then I think like entertainment and music. So, you know, I love a band, but I love a DJ. I think it's nice to have a mix. I don't know if you can have both. I would have both. And then like. Definitely can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even just like, look, I've, I can't even give too much away, but like different performers and stuff like that is what I've got in my head for different weddings and different locations call for different things too. So look at sort of the theming and stuff. But yeah, entertainment is huge for me. And then you don't really realize that this makes an event good, but having an actual photographer, so this is not just a wedding, it's any event, having a photographer to shoot so that your guests do not have to have their phones out and aren't constantly worrying about shooting. And then I like to have, they might necessarily have to be your bridal photos, but a guest Dropbox straight to the guests. We have to ask, I mean, as a style icon and influencer, obviously there's going to be a lot of interest around what you're wearing, your wedding dress, and I'm sure you've had lots of thoughts on this one. Do you have a clear vision or style of dress in mind or have you even found the one? (laughs) I haven't found the one yet. As you guys know, I worked in the industry for a while. So I think I'm going to reach out to my home brands and some of the brands that I've worked for and have them make a dress for me, which would be exciting because we'll be able to work on it together. But I do have an idea of what I want. But the thing is, I might be able to have four dresses. (laughs) I would love if you had four dresses. So perfect. (laughs) One for each wedding. And then, you know, I've got to have a party dress to dance in. So look, there's lots of things I like. And I think it will also really depend on what we end up deciding with the theme of the wedding and things like that. But look, I will probably ask Adrian and Eddie from Age 
to do one or two for me because it feels like home and it means something. We spent five years together. We're still great friends and very much in each other's lives. So I don't know. I, I think I want to choose something that means something to me. These are a few supplies that I typically use for all of my events. Catering with a K, Kate White. I love her. She's such a cool woman and so easy to work with. She just gets it. Yeah, she's amazing. If you want shared plates, you want family style, it's all very simple. It's nothing's made hard, which is always a really nice thing at a time of an event. Cook and waiter I love too for catering. Yeah, they're great. Floris, Danny from the Make House has done quite a few of my events. I did my wedding. I love Danny. Yeah, she's amazing. And again, she's, it's, I always feel like it's about, you've really got to trust your suppliers and let them do their thing. And then they will sometimes even surprise you in how well they do. But Danny's one of those ones you can just leave her to her own devices and she just does something so beautiful. Well, after Nadia singled out Danny from the Make House as her top event stylist, we had to get Danny on the podcast. For any engaged couples that are listening that might be thinking, Danny sounds like my dream stylist, how much information should they be coming to you to build their dream day? I don't think you need to have a vision at all. There are so many different personalities out there. There is, you know, some people have planned their wedding from primary school and others have, you know, different formats of how they can explain what they want and, you know, more often than not, we'll just get an inquiry in the email saying, hi, I'm just interested in um, wedding styling. Like, can you send me some pricing? And you think, oh, okay, well, they're not really interested in, in a lot. But then they end up being clients that, you know, take on full production and they want all the furniture and all the things. But they, they're they so unfamiliar to the territory that can come with the, these weddings and the type of wedding that they want. So we naturally just guide each inquiry into whichever sort of support that they need. So what are your top styling tips then for brides who want in particular their wedding to really stand out? I would say the top tips are, I mean, if you want to have a wedding that's truly a transformative experience and looks, you know, unlike what you see regularly, I would look for a venue that allowed to have different things like ceiling installations or, you know, maybe more of a blank raw shell. So that will allow a style team to to really generate something different. I guess going in with an open mind too, because what you might want creatively can change um, in so many ways due to budget, due to weather, due to access to those props as well. Being able to, you know, work with us on obviously giving the vibe, but we can generate maybe something that can actually come to life. Our very own wedding planner, Ali, also cleared up what a wedding planner actually does. In its most holistic form, a planner was originally just for that really busy bride or the bride that had a huge vision and either no time or didn't quite have the creativity that she thought she needed to bring that to life. And a planner is an investment. They can manage the entire day for you um, as your Talia is doing. And it might cost a little bit more, but I think it is entirely worth it if you can fit that cost into your budget. And after chatting with influencer and entrepreneur Elle Ferguson about her amazing aspirational wedding to fiancé Joel Patful, it was no surprise she decided to enlist professional help herself. I will 100% be having a stylist and a planner. If I could have J-Lo from The Wedding Planner, like she would be there with her (laughs) I think I've been lucky enough um, to, you know, like go to events and things like that, that I realize, and even in my own business, you know, the people, the professionals that do things really well, like nobody can do it like them. And you need to enlist the help from people that do that for a living to do things properly. 
So do you already have like a Pinterest board going or like... We have like numerous, there's numerous, I'm, I'm more of like a screenshot kind of gal and, and then just, just like making lists and stuff. I mean, one of the things that when I went to Kim Kardashian's house, she had this room where there were like a million roses hanging from the ceiling and the smell of the roses. And it was a, it was a mirrored room, the smell of the roses and just being in this space with the roses coming from the ceiling and the smell and the mirrors was just something that I said to Joel, like we have to do. So we're just trying to work out logistically how we can do that. As for how to find your dream wedding venue, Ali had the answers for that too. So I would suggest start drafting out that guest list and then have a look at the venues from there. If you absolutely have no idea where to start with venues and where to look, once you have that list of non-negotiables, you can then hit pages like Wedbooker. It's a bit like your white pages for venues. It will save you Googling them all individually. And then you won't miss out on any like cool and unique venues that just might not come up in a search, which I think is so on trend right now as well. And Wedbooker is good. It tailors to your number of people, as you said. So, and also your location or, or your theme or your style. Okay. So let's talk about vision then. If you've already got a vision in mind, how do you then choose a venue to match? I actually think this is the easiest way to do it. If you already know what you want and you already know what it's going to look like, you're pretty much halfway there. You can knock out so many venues because they just don't fit perfectly into what you envision your wedding day to look like. I think there are so many amazing venues in all different types of styles around Australia. Again, it's just a matter of doing that tailored search, putting in the number of people you want to have at the wedding with your style and all the venue options will pop up for you. What should you consider when choosing to stay either local or pick, say, a destination wedding? It's probably all about what your dream day looks like. There are advantages to both of them. I think local means convenience for your guests above everything else. So you're more likely to have everyone RSVP, yes, which is a huge win. You can also use local suppliers that you might already know or that your friends might have used in the past. And then you get to pop into your wedding venue like an annoying amount of times before your wedding day and have a look at the space and talk to the wedding vendors yeah, and you can actually visualize the whole thing. So I think a huge advantage is to going local. Doing a destination wedding though means that your guests are probably going to stay one night, maybe even two. And that means a whole weekend. It means you can make your wedding not just one day, it could be a two or three day event, which is so fun to get all of your friends away together. Yeah. Once your dream wedding venue is sorted, floral arrangements are usually next on the list of big things to tick off. Ed from Poho Flowers shared his tips for our 2021 brides. I think one thing we're seeing a lot of just generally in the floral space is the use of other elements in kind of floral styling, everything from kind of textural elements, fruits, nuts, seeds, pods. I think we'll see more and more of that. If I had to pick a flower for 2021 for weddings, it would be the dahlia. So you found your dream suppliers, but how do you ensure you're not being stung by the wedding inflation price? I think the two little tips in this one would be try and work with small businesses, newer companies and freelancers. The companies you see that are really well established often have a higher price just because of their brand. The other big one and the one that is always guaranteed to work is a wedding planner. I think people hear the word wedding planner and think dollar signs. It's really expensive. My wedding's not that big. It's not that luxurious. I probably don't need one. Wedding planners probably aren't as expensive as what people might think. They also have great relationships with different suppliers. 
With COVID-19 causing the postponement of many couples' nuptials this year, former Miss Universe Australia and influencer Olivia Molly Rogers shared her own experience and also some insights into her rescheduled big day. There was a, a weekend here in Victoria where there's been a rise in cases and, and restrictions have sort of come back in place. So we're just like, you know, mm. we're coming closer and closer to the wedding and it's just too risky. So we made the call and... You know, there were no tears. I feel like I felt more relieved than I did um, anything else. So I think it was definitely the right decision. What about dress code then for your guests? It's always a tricky one. Ali and I had this conversation before even, you know, putting a dress code on an invitation, but it is important to give your guests some sort of guidance. Um, Have you guys given a style or a theme for your guests? Uh, We're going to go with black tie. Um, Yeah, I I think... There's actually not that many events now where everyone gets to get really dressed up and so many weddings these days are quite casual. I think it's a good excuse for everyone to go all out and get a little bit fancy. But yeah, then we've got an awesome sax player later in the night and a DJ. and Such a good idea. A saxophone player brings the dance floor to life. Yeah, he is just awesome. Shout out to Ash. He's just (laughs) the coolest guy. He's so good at sax, which I think is one of the coolest instruments. Don't worry, we didn't forget about the dress. Of course, it's at the top of every bride's priority list. So we caught up with Jessica, designer behind bridal couture Jay Andrietta, for her tips on finding the one. What are you predicting the top trends for this coming wedding season to be? Um, This season we're going to focus on mixing tops and skirts, so not essentially just dresses um, and also becoming experimental so maybe it's a silk satin you know blouse top with you know and with a pleated sort of chantilly skirt and just you know as you would in everyday fashion mix and match and why can't you do that with bridal I think it's beautiful. So what are some um, other I guess common mistakes brides can make when searching for their dream dress and and what's your advice on on helping them to avoid making those mistakes? I think the common mistake is um focusing on trends and you know there's a lot of beautiful designers all over the world that shoot these incredible campaigns and they look incredible on the models but in real life they look very different so I think it's important not to be swayed by images and to focus on you as a person Um, what's your personality like Um, you know what do you like to wear on an every? Are you a casual girl? Um, are you a minimalist? Are you really feminine? And just stay true to that. I think if you're, you know, like a very chic girl that doesn't wear lace, I think don't wear lace. Go for something really clean, like a beautiful crepe, and avoid the floral. Um, that's why I think, and you'll feel really like you on your wedding day, and you'll be confident. We also caught up with model Talia Jamelli, who's planning her wedding day to NRL star Tom Burgess, and she provided some inspo for our other brides. To be honest, we have left a lot up to our wedding planner. Pinterest has been probably one of the biggest things that I've used my entire wedding, um, and we kind of just sent everything off in a Pinterest board that she's a part of. And so, look, we're really – Tom and I are really relaxed, and for us, this isn't so much about a wedding. It's just about a big celebration 
So then what would be your top tips for any brides that are listening today um, and that might be at the beginning of their wedding planning journey? So for us, like one of the first things we did was we worked out a budget and then we added 10% onto that budget because no one speaks to a budget. Um, And also to remember, you know, you get so caught up in in choosing your dress and and choosing this that it can, can, can become quite stressful, but you need to stop and remember why you're having your wedding day and what the most important thing at that wedding day is and that's you know committing to your partner do you guys have a special drink of like choice this was this was actually really fun so tom's a big tequila drinker he loves tequila so one of our cocktails is going to be chili margaritas Um, yes and i love bellinis i love peach bellinis we're going to have peach bellinis oh beautiful what a combination two cocktails the thomas margarita and i have to come up with something cute for my one DIY weddings. It's so easy to fall in love with the idea when you see these amazing pictures on Pinterest, but just how much work and how big a cost is involved. A do-it-yourself wedding can be a really, really cost-effective way to have, you know, 20, 30, 40 people in your backyard, um, everything handmade, everything really simple and beautiful, and just keep it really low-key. That will definitely be cheaper than an all-inclusive wedding. That being said, if you're wanting to build that Pinterest board wedding that we all love and see, and you're doing it a do-it-yourself or you're doing it at an all-inclusive venue, it is likely to end up being cheaper at the all-inclusive venue because you're not having to bring in double the amount of suppliers and you haven't got other variables that you may not be aware of. comes back to having that really clear vision. You as the bride or as your, your wedding planner needs to have a very clear vision to make sure that all of your suppliers are working towards that same vision to make sure that then on the day, everything that you have planned and everything you've built really does come to life. It's all about having that timesheet and the run sheet for all your suppliers on the day to know who has to be in first and who might need to wait for another supplier to finish their job before they can start. I think when a do-it-yourself wedding is done well and it's done by a very organized bride, they are phenomenal. They are like that fairy tale dream come true. And you've also created a very unique wedding that is uniquely yours. While deciding on your style for your wedding, it's also, of course, important to think about your own style and that includes makeup. So we got tips from one of the best makeup artists in the biz, Ash Quinn. If you have the budget and you're wanting to treat yourself because it's your wedding, I absolutely recommend finding a really good facialist and maybe seeing them sort of six months out from your wedding so that you can start to work on your skin. You can see them even further in advance. It just depends how how much money you want to put into it. I think we'll still see what we're really seeing at the moment, which is that beautiful, uh, glossy, quite fresh skin. I think that will stick around for quite a while. we're seeing already less of the Instagram influence, I'll say. So you see the Instagram makeup with the very intense eyebrows and uh, that kind of thing. That's definitely kind of gone. And I think we'll still see that natural sort of fluffier brow. And I'm noticing that a lot of brides are starting to go more towards that classic romantic look. So a lot of the less bronzer and a lot more sort of just the blush cheek and those kind of pinker tones, a slightly more berry lip, something a little bit more on the romantic side. Awkward conversations was another big topic. Ali shared her advice on how to go about handling those uncomfortable conversations with friends, family, and your bridal party. 
um, probably draw the line. I think if it's your maid of honor and she's saying, you know, I've got a new partner or whatever, can he come? She's your best friend. Um, obviously, I would say, yes, have them there. But if it is your third cousin and you're not really that close to them anyway and they want to have their, their partner there or their new partner or even if it's an old partner there and that would mean by adding them that you would then not be able to invite someone that you're actually a little bit closer to that means something to you, then just say no. Your venue is going to have a capacity limit. So the venue is always a really nice one to lean back on and say, oh, I'd love to, but I just can't make it work. Wanting your bridesmaids to pitch in. Is this something you then flag early before going and selecting that $500 bridesmaid dress and then asking them to pay for it? Yeah, I think you're spot on. Um, I'll answer your questions backwards. But I think if you're going for a a dress um, and it's, you know, $500 or more, I mean, even if it's a $250 dress, it's a lot for your bridesmaids. um, And you know that's going to be really pushing it for them. I think you need to consider them as well and their financial positions. You don't want them to resent you um, for making Mm. them pay for the dress. So maybe that is when you say, look, we'll go 50-50 or um, I'll pitch in and I'll buy it for you because I want this extravagant dress. So I don't think there are any hard and fast rules anymore about who pays for what. If you've had to postpone your wedding or you're looking to book your wedding in 2021, it's truly worth considering a weekday wedding. Our wedding planner, Ali, chose to have her wedding midweek and for good reason. The benefits are definitely it can cost you less. That is the first one. If you're looking to stick to a budget, but you have a dream wedding or a dream wedding venue, I should say, that you must have and you can't make it work in your budget, I would have a chat to that um, venue. They will definitely be open during the week to take a wedding during the week and they might have a lower minimum spend. They might have a lower venue hire fee. They might be able to um, give you some sort of deal if you take a booking on it, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday or maybe even a Thursday. If you aren't sure if a weekday wedding is right for you, I think my main suggestion there is maybe just do a comparison with all of your favorite suppliers, whoever your dream team is, and and get quotes on both and chat to them about what they think the benefits are of both and if if it works for them or not. And then you have a really clear um, vision or a really clear view on both what the weekday wedding would look like and what the weekday wedding would look like at the same place with your same dream team and you can make a decision from there. When you spend so much time planning your dream wedding, you want to ensure your photos capture it perfectly as well. That's why we sat down with wedding photographer Gemma Peanut and picked her creative mind on how to get the most out of your wedding photos. Remember that photographers aren't mind readers and we also don't know who the key people are in your family. For me, I always suggest to my bride and grooms that if you have more than 120 guests, I recommend hiring a second shooter. The overcast days and rainy days actually make the better photos. What happens on an overcast day is that the clouds act as a perfect light filter. So it's almost like a giant softbox in the sky. Now, softbox lighting is what is the kind of lighting that studio photographers use to do beauty shots <laughs> because it's, it's flattering as hell. So If you're a bride and you're a bit disappointed to have like an overcast day, just rest assured knowing that you you will be um, existing in the most flattering light for yourself. Well, we certainly covered a lot of ground in the first season of The Wedding Digest with some incredible guests. We really hope you enjoyed it all and we can't wait to tell you what we have planned for season two. Stay tuned. We'll be back in your ears soon. Thanks for listening to the Wedding Digest podcast brought to you by Wedbooker. 
If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and let us know what you think by leaving a review. You can also find us on the gram at Wedbooker to start planning your dream wedding or for one-on-one wedding advice from Ali, head to wedbooker.com where you'll also find show notes and more info on any of our amazing guests and suppliers.